Welcome to another episode of the Hoffcast. This is July the 10th. <laughs> We're a third of the way through July. Can you believe it? Of this crazy 2020, COVID-19 is making a comeback. And as a result, I did not have my show. Uh, let's see, I was supposed to have a show three days ago in South Bend, Indiana at the Smokestack. And it was canceled a few days beforehand. They had a band play there a few nights before that then came back testing positive. So the staff was compromised. The audience was compromised. Everything was going down. So the place had to shut down for a few weeks um, while everybody quarantined. And as a result, Big Daddy's Hoff show (laughs) was canceled. Uh, Still haven't had a show since March. What was my last show? It was in... It was in... uh, uh, Salt Lake City at Wise Buys Com- Comedy Club. Uh, March 7th was my last show. My first canceled show was March 13th. Um, so holy smokes. It's been a minute. This is the longest it's ever been for me. It's kind of weird <laughs> to say I'm still a comedian when I haven't done uh, any stand-up comedy in uh, five months, four months now. So it's been over 120 days. And uh, nothing really on the horizon, you guys. I don't know how. How's uh, <laughs> how's your work going? You've you've been doing things. I uh, I've been slacking on the podcast. We've been we've been scraping through the Midwest, visiting family. So I just haven't had haven't had a lot to say. <laughs> a lot of positive things to say to come out of this. But spending time with family and stuff kind of gives you time to reflect and kind of look at the way you grew up and um, and the way you're living. And I realize there are two types of people in this world. There are the people that like playing cards when they get together in groups, and then there are people that despise playing cards. And I live in both of those families. I, my, on the Hoff side, we're card players. We love playing a game called Pitch, which is a Midwest game. Um and it's a blast. You have partners, and there's a lot of different variations of it. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's just a Nebraska thing. I think they play it in Iowa. I think uh, I think some other Midwestern states have it. Hit me up if you play the game Pitch, P-I-T-C-H. There's 10-point pitch. There's there's four-point pitch. There's call for your partner pitch. There's, there's a ton of different variations. We play them all in the Hoff house and I've since gotten my wife into it but when I met her she was not into it and I've tried then on her side of the family the Allen side in northern Indiana I've tried to get them to play cards and it's just like the attention span is gone they just don't have whatever that thing is inside of them uh, to make them sit down and play cards it's just not on their radar and it's crazy because I, I feel like I could be wrong about this, but I feel like the card players are competitors. I don't know how many of you saw the Michael Jordan documentary. He was a competitor. That's all he ever wanted to do is like, I mean, you're sitting around in an r- empty room and everybody's got a nickel in their pocket. He's going to be like, okay, everybody see how close you can get the nickel to stop to the wall without hitting it. And then we'll go, we're going to bet on it. And he'd compete at that. 
Now, my family doesn't have <laughs> the Michael Jordan gene, but I, you know, I'm a competitor. I just want to, you know, that's that's fun to me to sit there and like say, okay, let's let's play something, let's do something, let's compete. That's where my fun is, and I think that's card playing people. And then on the other side, you got the non-competers, the people that would rather, you know, sit around and listen to music and talk and stuff like that. And that's that's not necessarily my family. We, I mean, we'll talk, but we're, they don't play music hardly ever. And um, and so there's two types of people, and the card players are annoying to the non-card players. If you don't want to compete, if you don't want to get up and hey, let's let's go play a game of football in the yard. Hey, let's uh, let's play some cards. The people that don't want to do that are like annoyed by those people that are in their face. Like, hey, let's go do this. No, no, I just want to sit here. Just want to do this. I just want to talk. I just want to listen to my music. I just want to sip my green tea. <laughs> uh, I don't think her side of the family listens to this podcast, so it's all good. Um, and then the the of course the 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 people that don't compete are bummers for the competers. They say, "Hey, let's go do this." No, I don't want to. And then the person that wants to do it is like, ugh, ugh, "You guys suck." <laughs> I just want to let's play cards. No, no, we're not playing cards. Ugh, all right, I guess we'll just sit here, and stare at each other. <laughs> are we gonna talk? <laughs> the Hoffs, the Germans, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to talk. They just want to compete for world dominance. They tried twice. <laughs> oh God, this thing. Okay, can you tell it's been a minute since I've talked into a microphone? Anyway, I had that realization. And uh, and then also I had a realization, um, you know, my wife and I, we, we take turns doing the laundry and it's not like traditional turns. It's just like if, if you see it's full and you've got time, go put a load in. And um, so we've been doing that. But here's what I realized, you guys. And here, here's a super tip. OK, this is this is this week's version of Hoff Recommends. OK, don't think twice. Take his advice. This is when you do the laundry, whatever you do, make sure you do it and then you bring it back and you fold it, but then leave it on the dresser or leave it on the bed or wherever you leave your folded laundry. Leave it. Do not put it away. Do not put, you can put your own clothes away, but do not put the clothes away for the other person. And here's why they will come back and see that you did the laundry. And wonder why? Wonder why they didn't complete the step? Why didn't they? Why didn't they put it away? And they might even say something to the to you about that. But at least they recognize that you did the laundry and that you folded it. So you're getting credit for that. You put that stuff away, and they just are going to be a mindless idiot that just oh here's my underwear, and and they're not even going to think oh who did this? Now some people might think. Oh, oh, that's so nice of that person to do that and put it in here. But eventually, they're just going to go through because nobody realizes the struggles of others. That's what I've realized is everybody has that internal. It's it's the same problem we have with Facebook. Like you look at people's posts on Facebook. You say, man, they're look at them. They're always going out to restaurants. They're always like looking at these beautiful views. They're hanging out with friends. But that's like... That's like 5% of the time for that person. They just don't post the other 95%, okay? The, the part where they're staring and watching solid matter move at a ridiculously slow pace. Like, the most of people's lives, 95% of most people's lives are super boring, unpostable, 
But you look at that 5% and you say, man, look at that person having all this fun. Now look at my life and how boring it is. 95% of my life sucks. If Somebody said one time, it's like you, you look online and you're seeing other people's highlight reel while you judge your own life by the behind-the-scenes footage. And that's what you're doing. And that's why a lot of people get bummed out when they get on social media and they have uh, fear of missing out and they, they feel like everybody else has it better. Same thing goes for work. You only see what you do. You say, man, my job is hard because look at and because you go and you count all the things inside your head that you accomplished that day. And boy, that was hard work. And you look at someone else, you look at their stupid face. You say, what the hell did you do today? And they say, well, I, fill, I filled up the car with gasoline. You know, that must be nice. Must be nice to just. That's all you had to do. Well, they did other things, but they're not going to sit there and recount all the boring crap. Oh, yeah, well, I went to go fill up the car with gas, but then I, I left, and and I couldn't find the keys, so I had to find the keys. And, then, and of course, they weren't put away where they were supposed to be. So then I said, okay, i got to put up a sign that says, hey, we put the keys back where they're supposed to be. Or maybe I had to, and then I noticed there were socks on the floor, and I put those away. Nobody's going to go recount those, but if that's you... You knew everything you had to do, and you realized filling up the car with gas was no easy task. You had a million hoops to jump over to get that thing accomplished. But, you know, other people don't see that. So people only see the work they do. That's why That's why. <laughs> whenever I worked in an office, people would always, you know what? This place would never survive without me. Well, that's because that's just you focused on what you're doing. Everybody else is rowing the ship along, too, but you don't see their struggles. So everybody thinks that. So that's why I recommend you leave the laundry folded, but in a place where somebody has to put it away. Because putting away is not hard, but at least they're recognizing that you did something. You get a little bit of credit for it, and it does not go unnoticed. And, and if your significant other bitches that you didn't put it away... Just let them have that. Just let them say, why didn't you put it away? I, you know, I, I folded it and, and, and then I forgot. Just say that. Just say I forgot. And then that's acceptable because people are allowed to be idiots. Okay? And you can't get mad at an idiot. All right? You can get mad at an idiot if you want, but that's hard to say. Get mad at an idiot. At an idiot. Try and say it right now. I'll give you two seconds here. Say, at an idiot. See, it's kind of hard. It's a little one of those ridiculous things that you can't say. Um... <sighs> so there's the there's this week's uh, Hoff recommends do the laundry but leave it out. <laughs> That's probably annoying to certain people. Certain people are probably going, "You piece of rat garbage! Why would you leave it out just to get credit? Because you got to get the credit, okay? It's COVID nineteen. We're 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 in a recession. You got <laughs> got to leave it out, people. Got to leave it out. And I should know because I'm focused on self improvement during this quarantine time. I took a class, you guys. I took a class. I don't know if I've told you that yet. Um, I signed up for an online writing class, uh, six weeks worth, and uh, had assignments each week that I had to do. And because that's what that's what uh, I need. I, I got to become a better writer for television and movies. That's that was the the, the course was focused on comedy for TV. Um, so I took that, and as a result, I've written a. Um, I've written a Curb Your Enthusiasm spec script, so uh, I've got that to go the next time I submit for a writing job, which I've only sub ever submitted like one time for a writing job, but I want to do that more and more because it's uh, it's good money, and you can, you know, paint the picture on, on the TV, on the moving pictures, so that, that could be kind of fun when you're 
when you're taking a few weeks off the road, you you can go do that. So uh, that's what I'm doing for self improvement. I recommend y'all take a class. I recommend everybody. There are free ones you can take online. Find somebody with a master class uh, subscription. That's that's one of those things that doesn't get shared like a Netflix password because I think I think it's like 120 bucks a year or something like that for a master class. You know, but you can learn to cook from Gordon Ramsay. You can learn to write or filmmaking from from Ron Howard. Uh, poker playing by the poker playing guy, which is really just like learn how to lie to people with your face. <laughs> From what I can tell of poker, um, but yeah, that nobody's nobody's getting real uh, loosey goosey with their masterclass passwords. You can find a Netflix password. You can walk up and down the the road. You can walk a block and find somebody's Netflix password scrawled on a napkin. But nobody's passing around the ne- masterclass. I, I think it's probably because it's a little more expensive. But actually, it's probably the same per year as Netflix. So I don't know why people aren't. Going halvesies on that. Anybody wants to go halvesies on a masterclass? And now somebody from masterclass is probably listening going, Hoff, do not steal masterclasses. Well, don't, you know, you got to you gotta prove it a little bit. Give us the two-week free trial. Give me That's what I want, masterclass. I want to see if it's worth it before I buy in, okay? I want to see that I'm actually going to learn Spanish. From Benicio del Toro. Before I get, uh, <laughs> before I give you my hundred and thirty nine ninety five for a year's worth of just listening to Gordon Ramsay yell at me through the TV screen, I can get that on uh, Hell's Kitchen. Okay, I can get that on Master Chef. I don't, I don't need your master class. I can learn right there. He does it for free on the TV. Uh, but I took a class, and I, I recommend everybody do that. You know, do something. I, I know. It can seem busier at this time because uh, you're not getting out of the house and you feel like the things are piling up and taxes are due. Taxes are due on Wednesday, guys. So don't uh, don't sleep on that. <laughs> they gave us the extra three months. And as a lot of you know, you give Hoff a few extra months. Guess what? He's going to take them, okay? I started to do them in early March. Got an early jump on it. like Like March 5th, I started on it. And my wife goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing my taxes early. She's like, stop that. And and that was unlike her. But she, I, I think I was doing it in lieu of doing something else I was supposed to do. Uh, so she's like, stop doing that. You know you're not going to do those taxes till July. Uh, <laughs> and here we are. I Luckily, I brought them all with me. I had to pack up all of my pertinent information, put them in a box, and cart them across the country. So that I, because I knew, I knew this week would come. I knew it. I got to get on it because I, I t- already did all the, uh, I did half, but I did the easy half. I did the uh, part where you enter in your income, which some of you that, you know, if you have a job where you just get one W-2 in the mail, that's an easy part. You just poop in that one uh, W-2 right there and they say, okay, and then what are your expenses? And you say, just give me the standard. And boom, you click out. You're in and out in 15 minutes. TurboTax, here you go. There's $34 and done. Not with not with uh, the life of a comedian, which is kind of ironic because I went into comedy because I only wanted to do, I you know, I only wanted to entertain people. I didn't want to do any of the mundane things that you might have to do uh, in life. And, and now the government's forcing me to do it. Now the government is uh, putting their thumb on my on my nose and saying, count the pennies, 
Count them for us. We're gonna. I I've probably said this on the podcast before. I I used to have a joke about it. That's like doing your taxes like a bully, taking your milk money that makes you count it before you give it to him. <laughs> Just like you over there. There's five cents. There's a dime. There's fifteen cents. Okay, and now you count your pennies. One, two, three. So nineteen cents. That's what I've got. And uh, and whenever I think of a bully that takes your milk money, I'm just thinking of Mo from Calvin and Hobbes. Um, but that's what the government's doing. They know how much we made. It's all it's all on there. Okay, you write your social security on every 10.99 on every on every uh, I9 that you fill out. It's sitting there. It's got all the information. It's inputted. Why do you make me count it? Why can't you just grab it from the cloud? It's there. Why, with everything that's electronic, why should this not just automatically come up? They say, did you buy this? Yep. According to your credit card, here's what you bought. According to your uh, 1099s, here's what you made. Boom. Yes. Click, ship, print, send it off. Give me my refund. Take my money. Whatever you want. They should make it at least easy on us. No, I cannot believe. Some people still do it by hand. My my, uh, wife's aunt still, like, prints out the paperwork and fills it out i'm like what the hell are you doing why you know how many mistakes people are making when they fill it out like that at least on the computer it like adds it all up for you and you don't have to worry about that Ugh! i cannot believe some people actually write it down then somebody on the other side has to go through and interpret that that's probably why they take so much money so much of our money if it was all just digital you know how much money they'd save on staff over there, and then they they could lower our tax rate. We gotta we gotta get somebody on this. We gotta get like a a Bill Gates. That's what she he should be doing. Not not solving the world's uh, vaccine crisis. I don't need you doing that. Okay, there are people that can do that. I need you creating a computer program that can count our money easier, <laughs> so that we don't have to pay so much, and it doesn't take me days to do it. Because it will take me days. Okay, I will have to start this. On the 14th, so I will start Tuesday, which uh, I'll be doing uh, Rob O'Reilly's podcast. And I've already done that once before. If you guys want to check that out, it's called, uh, I forget what it's called. But if you Google Robbo, comedian Rob O'Reilly podcast, it, he puts it up on YouTube. And it's four comedians trying new jokes, and, and, and then each one reacts to the jokes. So like, um, so a guy will uh, tell a joke, and, and the other three comics will like give ideas for it, kind of like riff on it. It's kind of, it was fun. I'm going to do that again on Tuesday. And the first one I did is already up. So if you guys want to check that out, if you want to hear some new Nick Hoff jokes, they're, they're up there and, uh, they're not great. (laughs) They're brand new. They weren't great, but, but I, I put them up there. Um, so I'm doing that again. And, uh, but I know on Tuesday I'll have to start pumping in those tags and, and it'll be two long days, like two, like, probably six hours worth of just like staring at numbers and inputting and doing my own calculations. Like I always write down all my driving distances, but I never go through and calculate it till the end. So I gotta, I'm going to have to do that and then go through all my expenses. Ugh, guys, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) And some, some nice gal from like Pennsylvania, I posted something about my taxes or, or, or she listened uh, to the podcast and, and she hit me up and she's like, you know, I, I'm a CPA. I'd be happy to happy to do them for you. And I think she was like, I'll, I'll do them free for you. And 
<laughs> I said, thanks, but I appreciate it. I, I'm not going to put you through that. Like, I know what it takes on this end. And even though a professional will probably do it a lot faster, it still require me there with my faded receipts going, no, that's this was a computer that I bought. Oh, this was that toll road in, in Illinois where I went through. And then, and then you're like looking at it, you're going, really? Am I going to really write off that $6 toll? Like, what's that going to take? 12 cents off of the final bill? Was it worth finding it and writing it in to the right place? Took me five minutes to figure that out to save 12 cents. And eventually I get to the end and I just am like, screw it. I'm not going to do any more of these expenses because it's just not worth my time. What It's going to take me an extra three days to figure out how to save $200. No, thanks government. You can just have, <laughs> you just have that money. I don't, I don't want to sit there and do it. Inevitably do something wrong anyway. So I'm just, I'm sure there are a million loopholes I'm missing. I'm sure like if they ever, <laughs> if they ever audit me, they're going to come and be like, Oh my God, we owe you so much more money. What are you doing? Why would you not get a professional with this? You got so many things. You got balls in the air. You got income coming in from different states. Like, why would you not find a professional? You could have saved so much money. I'd be like, I don't want to put anybody else through that. I know how much stress it gives me. I don't want to give somebody else that stress. So I told that gal, I was like, thank you for offering, but I can't, I can't put another human being through that. You will. You're a fan of mine, and after doing that for me, you'd be like, I never want to see Nick Hoff again. And I'd rather have you enjoy what I do. I don't want to have you curse my name. I don't want to put anybody through any pain. So I will sit down and do it, and before the next podcast is out, my taxes will be completed, and I'll let you guys know how it went. <laughs> uh, a lot of you are shaking your head because you know I go through this year after year. But this year, we have an excuse, right? This year, we've got the COVID excuse, which has already been used on me. It's already been used on me by my own family. People were uh, going to come to the 4th of July, and they're like, sorry, COVID-19. Like, COVID-19 is the new kid, okay? It's the new, it's the brand new, brand new baby is what COVID-19 is as an excuse. I know a lot of you have already used it, okay? Don't tell me you haven't. Don't tell me you haven't gotten an invite to something you didn't want to go to. Oh, the, the, the Carters are having a housewarming party. They want us to come over. They said, don't worry. We'll, we'll be social distancing. Bring your mask. But, the you know, you got to the night before and you said, you know, I just, you know what, Mr. Carter, I just don't feel comfortable. All right. I, I don't feel comfortable coming over with all the COVID. And plus, plus uh, my wife has a little bit of a sore throat, so we don't know. We're getting tested. We're going to get tested. That's that's what people say that don't want to go. That's a, We got tested, but we haven't gotten the results back. That's another thing. Then you get like that week of lag time. Haven't gotten the results back, so can't can't do anything. I'm sorry. I, I'd love to help you move. I'd love to help you move. But, uh, you know, we're just not feeling the greatest over here. We might have it. Might have the 19, but we so we got tested, but just haven't gotten the results back. So, oh man, I really wanted to be there for you. Uh, but you know what? Ne next time you move, next time you move, if we're not still in this pandemic, then <laughs> I'll be over there. Um, I know, don't lie to me, don't lie to me. I know you've used that as an excuse. I, I've used it, have I used it? Not, not to get out of any, yeah. Yeah, I've used it. I've used it. Not quite in the same way that I just depicted, but I've I've been like, ah, yeah, I don't think we can make it. You know, there's just too much going on. That's, you know, and people, they know. 
They know you say that's just uh, the whole thing. You don't even have <laughs> you don't even have to say COVID nineteen. It's just a uh, there's just uh, you know, and they'll be like, yeah, I know. You get away with it, and uh, and before this. You use your newborn kid. You use your kid. Ah, I can't. The kids, I got to get the kid to bed. Or, uh, you know, that's that's right during their nap time. We can't make it. It's during their nap time. Or we, or, or you use it as an excuse to get out of somewhere that you already are. You're, you're at a at a friend's house or you're at a party or you're at a park. And you're like, okay, we got to go. It's 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 uh, lunchtime. And if, and if little, little Timmy doesn't get, uh, doesn't get, their blood sugar boost, then they're going to be a nightmare. You know how it is. And people just, they don't even question it. They say, oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got to keep, got to keep a schedule with a kid. Okay. You got to keep the schedule. You get them off the schedule and they're all, they're going to be, they're going to be a nightmare to get to bed for the next week. Their whole life's going to be screwed if we don't keep them on a schedule. That's something we never did. That's, uh, and that's part of because I, I work weird hours. Uh, but we never got our kids on a good schedule. You know, it, it helps, and you see that it does help. Like, if you can get them to bed roughly at the same time each night, you kind of get into a pattern, then they don't fight you on it. But we never had that. So as a result, my <laughs> my kids just, sorry, my COVID's acting up. My kids just fight it. We try to get them to go to bed. They're just like, nope, not going to bed. Why, why, why would I go to bed? Now, it doesn't help that the summertime, the sun doesn't go down till freaking midnight it seems like uh, last night our oldest went to bed at midnight and he was just like he was walking around like a zombie but he just didn't want to go to bed and the sun didn't go down till like 10 o'clock so you you try to start brushing their teeth about 8 30 or 9 they're like why would i brush my teeth the sun's still shining then you don't get them to get ready for bed till like 10 10 30 and they're like hungry again this is what happens to me. That's why I always have a fourth meal after shows or something. I'm hungry again because you weren't meant to stay up that late. You had dinner at 630 and now you're up another six hours. It's time to eat. That's why you have that late night meal. And now my kids are going through the same thing. They, you know, I try and try and get them ready for bed. They're like, no, I'm hungry. Why would you put me to bed hungry? I can't do it, daddy. I, daddy, daddy, I can't. <laughs> there's something about a kid saying he's hungry. I don't know. I just can't put a kid to bed who says he's hungry. Like, I know he's not starving. He's not going to starve to death. He's not, I'm not going to have him wake up and he's petrified because he just he died in his sleep from lack of food. Like, I know that's not going to happen. But when a kid looks at you and goes, I'm, I'm hungry. Like, I don't know. There's something triggering inside of you. I don't know if it's those Ethiopian commercials from back in the day where you just see a kid with a distended belly and you're like, just give him some food. Like you got a video camera right there. Just turn and hand him something from craft service. Like give him some food. Uh, I don't know if it's like those types of uh, things that kind of like bring it back up and you're like, okay, yeah, I can't let a kid go to bed hungry. Like I should, I should, but then I know he's just going to lay there and he's just going to, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I just don't want to hear that. So I feed them and then I got to brush their teeth again. They're like, I just brushed my teeth. Well, yeah, that was before you ate your fourth meal, you little turd. I don't know how I got on this rant. I don't know how I got on this rant. It started out so positive. It started out positive, but hopefully, hopefully we will uh, get this pandemic under control. I don't know. Um, I don't know when my next show is going to be, you guys. I don't know when that's going to happen. I have a few shows on the calendar in September, but, I mean, it's just a gradual, like, push. 
that's all it is it's just like everything gets pushed down the road you get about a month out and they say okay we're gonna move it and so everything i'm booking when i hit up clubs and some of you said when are you coming back to this place this place uh i'm pushing everything to next year uh and i i don't know if that's late enough either um Okay, I, I hit up a couple clubs and they said, well, when are you available? And I just gave them next year's dates because I'm like, this isn't, I don't think it's going to happen this year. A lot of places that opened up just closed again. So I think, it, you know what it is? Here's the analogy I've been using and I think it works is this with this whole pandemic is it's kind of like we're going down a mountain in a car. And and if you've ever driven down a mountain, you know, you just like you're constantly riding the brake, but you don't want to ride the brake because they wear out and they overheat and all that. So you, you know, a lot of people can downshift, but you end up still tapping the brake. And that's what we're going to have to do as a country for the next, you know, nine, 12 months is we're just going to keep hitting that brake. People, it's going to be opening. OK, lo loosen restrictions. Now tighten them back up. OK, that's the tapping of the brake just to make sure we don't get out of control, because that's the whole thing is we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals which in a lot of places is not happening but you just don't want it to happen because the second it happens it's too late and people are just dying in their homes so we don't want that to happen and i know this whole thing isn't like the death rate is not skyrocketing but any death rate if you said one in a hundred people are gonna die that get this like you'd say that's way too if you put a hundred of those people in a room say one of you's not walking out of here everybody would be nervous Okay, every one of those hundred people would be like, "Oof, that's not a lottery I want to win." So people would be nervous. It's, it, we got to keep pumping the brakes so that we can treat it properly. And and the further down the road we can push this, you know, the better we're going to get, the better medicine we're going to get at treating it. You know, I think they've already learned not to just throw people on ventilators at the first sign of coughing. Um, I, I think we've we've learned a lot. We don't hear as many of the horror stories that we were hearing, but we just don't want to overwhelm the hospital. So we're just tapping the brakes on the way down the mountain. And eventually we'll get to the bottom and we'll and we'll figure it out. I, you know, I have no doubt that they're going to find they're going to find a vaccine and we're going to be able to, like, curb it to a certain degree because we've had other coronaviruses before. We've had, you know, H1N1, uh, swine flu, bird flu, all those things, SARS. Um, and, and we never came up with a vaccine for it, but it's really not, you know, in our lexicon. It's not really something we worry about, even though it's still there. So we'll get to that point with this, but we just all have to be safe. Wear a mask when you go out. It protects other people. I know it's a it's an inconvenience, but it's a mild one. And it's you know, like a base thing that you can do. Um, I always keep one in the car with me. It's not to protect you. It's to protect others. Even if you're not sick, it's just... Give other people peace of mind, help them out. And it may, you know, a few of the listeners here may have something that could spread and it, it'll it help them. And, and wash your hands, but don't go overboard. Like you still need, you still need germs. Otherwise you're going to become, you know, the sterile inside thing. And then an ant's going to sneeze on you and you're going <laughs> to die of ant flu. So, so don't get overboard, but just take care of yourselves. Stay alive. I'm glad you're listening to the Hoffcast. I, I'm happy to have you. Um, and uh, I'll let you know if any shows come up. I'll let you know as things progress. And keep hitting me up, you guys. Keep hitting me up. Let me know thing, you know, how you're doing in your world, what kinds of things you want to hear on the podcast, any guests that you'd like to hear. Sometimes people give me guest suggestions, and I've used a couple of those, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I, and I'm able to do them over Skype. And I, I know we had audio issues 
um, on one of the podcasts is something screwed up and I hit the wrong button and it sounded like I was kind of in a vacuum or something. But I think I figured that one out. Thank you for listening. Uh, pass the podcast on. Give it a rate and review. Subscribe to it. Uh, I'll be posting lots of clips. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, Facebook, things like that, find me on there. I'm Nick Hoff Comedy on Instagram. I've been trying to post some... Uh, some stand-up videos on there. I'm going to be posting some more. So find those. And as you see those posted, share them because that's that helps me stay out there, stay relevant, keep in people's minds so that when uh, comedy comes back, um, people can come out and see some live shows. I love you. I'll talk to you guys all next Friday. Doom, doom, bip. <laughs>